0: Our scripture reading this morning is found in the Gospel of John, the 12th chapter. We're going to be reading the 23rd through the 35th verses. And Jesus answered them saying, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies... It remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. If anyone serves me, he must follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. The Son of Man must be lifted up. Now, my soul has become troubled, And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came out of heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And so the crowd of people who stood by and heard it were saying that it had thundered. Others were saying, an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, this voice has not come for my sake, but for your sakes. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. And if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all men to myself. But he was saying this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. The crowd then answered him, We have heard out of the law that the Christ is to remain forever. And how can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? So Jesus said to them, For a little while longer, the light is among you. Walk while you have the light. So that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he goes. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Amen. Amen. As I was reading through uh, this passage this past week, a story came to mind. Thibodeau and Boudreau were sitting beside the road, and they had a sign. And the sign said, the end is near. You need to turn yourselves around and go the other way. And uh, as they were sitting there by their sign, all of a sudden a car full of people come by with a, a convertible with the top down and they were hooping and hollering and they saw this couple stand, sitting there with the sign and they slowed down and yelled you religious bigots why don't you just go away and mind your own business it just took off faster than ever went around the curve and all of a sudden Boudreaux and Thibodeau hear the tires just screeching and then They hear a crash, and they hear a yell, and they hear a splash of water. And Boudreaux turns to Thibodeau and says, Maybe we should just change the sign to read The Bridge is (laughs) Out. Well, the reason why this came to mind is because it just reminds me so much of what's going on in our world today. In this passage that we read today, we see Jesus saying plainly who he is and what's going to happen to him. And God speaks from heaven and says he's going to glorify himself, already glorified himself, going to do it again. And the people start arguing over whether it was thunder or whether it was an angel talking to Jesus or or what. They hear the word of God straight from God and they argue about where the source of it and uh, what was going on. And uh, then in addition to that, he says clearly that the Son of Man is going to have to suffer and die. And he says he's going to have to be lifted up. He's going to. And they understood he was talking about going to the cross and uh, uh, and being executed. And they're arguing with Jesus about his mission. And Jesus has made it clear. Uh, this is the most one of the most one of the most important moments ever to Jesus. Here he is. And he says that the hour has now come. This is the hour. The hour has come. And uh, earlier at the very beginning of the book of John, the gospel of John, you see his mama informing him that uh, the wedding party is the people are running out of wine. You remember what he said? He said, my hour has not yet come. Later on, he uh, mentions the fact that his hour hasn't come. And all this time for three years, his hour hadn't come. And now he says, the hour has come. This is it. This is the moment that I was sent here for. And then they argue about with him about who he is and, um, and and start it just amazes me that here Jesus himself is the son of man is standing in front of them of him and they want to argue with him instead of just receiving and trying to understand what he is saying very plainly if people will just listen. And it just grieves my heart as I look around today. This past week, I ran across article after article of uh, people in positions of leadership who uh in the church who are uh, just despising Jesus. I don't know how else to put it and uh, discrediting him. And people who are leading our denomination are saying that, uh, uh, he was just a guy. Uh, there's no such thing as a virgin birth. Uh, he was just another guy. And, uh, and over and over again, one of our bishops, not in our jurisdiction, another jurisdiction, has been brought up on three different occasions for, uh, heresy. For discounting the importance of Jesus. And, uh, you know, I can remember having a conversation with someone a while back. And I uh, said, but didn't Jesus say that? And this is a church leader, by the way, one that was over many, many preachers. And I said, but didn't Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but by me? And this person got so angry and said, John said, Jesus said that. Well, this is what it's come to in our church today. And this is why uh, I learned just a few moments ago, just before the church started, we are now officially a part of the Global Methodist Church. We got approved. And so uh, it's now official. And so, uh, and one of the big things that brought us to this point is because, as we say every Sunday, this is the Word of, the, of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. There's some people that don't want to look on this as the Word of God. They say well, it's contained in here, but uh, how are you supposed to find it? When God spoke from heaven, people argued about His voice. They argued about who was talking. And then they, uh, then the passage, they wind up, uh, uh, questioning who he is. And they just flat say, who is this son of man? And so this is what I want to kind of get at today. I want us to just look at the seriousness of this moment, who Jesus is, and then the price that he had to pay. Those are the three things I want to lift out of this passage this morning. First of all, the seriousness of this moment, the hour has now come. And he asks, should I ask the father to excuse me from this hour? But he says, no, it's for this moment that I have come. And he's talking about going to the cross and he makes that clear and then he talks about uh, if a grain of wheat uh, is just kept, it's all by itself. But if it goes, if it's buried in the ground and it dies, it brings forth much fruit. <coughs> and what he's talking about is the fact that it was necessary for him to die so that we could become children of God. Earlier on, he's been preparing his disciples for this for some time. And earlier on, Peter stopped him as he was saying, now the son of man is going to have to go to the cross and die. And Peter pulls and says, Oh no, 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 no Lord. You know, you don't need to do that. You know, you just need to, you just need to become king, you know, whatever. And, uh, he, uh, winds up, uh, going and saying, get thee behind me satan you don't know what you're talking about and basically what he's saying is peter if i don't die you can't live that's what he's saying and so he's come to that point where the hour is here and it's serious and he's talking to him about it and they 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 have so many filters on And this is one of the things that I pray that you will do is pray that the Lord would remove the filters that you have accumulated through the years that cause you to look at scripture in a certain way, cause you to look as to how you uh, relate to people and to the Lord. Get all those filters out of the way so you can hear God clearly and see what he has for you to do. But they had all these fields. Well, we read in the Bible where it says that uh, that the, uh, the the Christ, the Messiah, he's going to rule forever. So how you 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 can't die and rule forever? They're arguing with him. They're not trying to find out how. They're arguing and telling him it's not so. And there's so many times if we're not careful, we'll do this with the Bible. We'll do it with the Lord. We'll rationalize and we will uh, uh, not understand. And instead of trying to understand, we just go to our filters or we just gloss over it and move on. And it can be some of the most important things that the Lord has to share with you. So this was a major moment as the Lord just kind of takes a deep breath and prepares for the cross and he is a man they ask who is this son of man and the son of man is the savior of the world the son of man is God manifest in the flesh God having emptied himself and been born of a woman and is now a human being in this world. He had to be the son of man and not just the son of God because he was going to the cross to pay for our sin that we couldn't pay for. And because of God's justice, we couldn't be brought into his family because our sin separated us from a holy God. And so his son, Jesus said, I'll take care of it, Dad. I'll go pay the price that they can't pay. And so he came and he became a man, the son of man, so that he could go to the cross and die for you. As it says in scripture, so that uh, we might have the power and the right to become children of God. Now, there's this misconception going around that we're we're all children of God. We're all created in the image of God. We are all created by God with plans and purposes and hopes. But you don't become a child of God until you've been born again. Again, Jesus made that clear. And so this is why he had to go to the cross, because we couldn't really begin to live until he died and rose from the dead. And you see, the grain of wheat goes into the ground. And when it comes out, there are many, many children of God because the son of man was willing to die. So that's who he is. He is the son of man. He is the son of God. But the price that he had to pay and that he was willing to pay should move our hearts every time we think about it. Elizabeth C. Cliffane wrote these words in a little uh, poem called The Ninety and Nine. But none of the ransomed ever knew how deep were the waters crossed, or how dark was the light or 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 how dark was the night the lord passed through ere he found his sheep that was lost <sighs> he went through so much i uh i'm just going to close with a little story that i think pretty well sums up what happened uh, After World War I, the United States allocated funds for orphans in Europe. And there were many, many orphans at that time. And one of those orphanages had over 1,300 children. Uh, Their parents had been killed in the war. And one day, and this story is related by the head of an orphanage. This really happened. Uh, there was a, a man, he said, a very thin-looking, frail man walked in and he was holding a little girl's hand. And the little girl was also very, very thin. And the man said to the head of the orphanage, This is my daughter, and I need you to take her and take care of her and give her a home and food and clothes because I can't take care of her. And the head of the orphanage asked, Are you her father? And the man said, Yes. And the head of the orphanage said, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. We only have limited funds and we cannot take a child in if one of the parents is living. So I'm so sorry. And the man said, do you mean that if I were dead, you would give my daughter a home and you would give her food? And you'd take care of her. And the head of the orphanage said, well, yes, if you die, we'll take care of her. And the head of the orphanage wrote that the man reached down and he picked up his little girl and he hugged her. And then he kissed her. And then he took her hand And he put it in the head of the orphanage's hand. And then he looked him in the eyes and he said, I'll arrange it. And he went out and he hung himself. What I'm telling you is that Jesus put your hand in the Father's hand. And he said, Dad, I'll arrange it. And he went out and he hung himself on a cross on a hill called Calvary. So that God could be fully merciful and fully just at the same time. And have a love relationship with you how can we neglect so great a salvation? How can we deny the one who at this real moment in time that we're looking at today, this was a real moment when he says the hour is come. This really happened. And it happened back then for you and for me. Because the only way that we can have a right relationship with God, the only way that we can go to heaven, the only way that we can have fellowship with him in the here and now, is if we receive what he did for us on the cross. We can't add to it. We can't take away from it. All we can do is either accept it or reject it. And it grieves me to see so many people, first of all, rejecting it today and rejecting the one who loves them so much. And so we're called to be those who have received, received joyfully and are walking and living joyfully with our Lord and Savior today so that those who are still lost can see and so that they can hear God's voice clearly maybe finally after hearing us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.